Wow, praise Jesus. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. You guys uh, sleep good? Kind of a mixed bag out there. Man, worship once again was incredible. If we can give it up for the worship team. Wow. Glorious Jesus. Awesome. Um, was anybody not here last night, but you're here today? Okay, welcome. We had like a 10-foot angel appear right here last night. I'm teasing. I love to mess with people. <laughs> you missed it. No, welcome. I'm just curious. I'm messing with you. Um, yeah, man. So, um, I'll just cut. No, I'm just being silly. So, uh, yeah, this morning, if it's okay, I felt really to, um, it's interesting too, because I know me and Jared were talking and which that full sprint was for real, man. That was amazing. Um, but if it's okay with you guys to go over, uh, I'm probably going to hit a quick verse to give us some this foundation scripturally. But I hit uh, loving Jesus, which I know is is so thoroughly taught in this house, my gosh. And Tom and Katie have been such a joy to catch back up with them. We're all going on here. But for whatever it's worth, sometimes it just helps us all recalibrate, you know, and, and I know we have a lot of visitors as well and with where it will land. And then if it's okay, even, um, it's funny because I was joking last night. I was just opening it up with you all, but I felt this morning almost to open it up for, for question and answer, if that's okay. Is that okay with you guys? Yeah. And um, I've not done this in a long time. In prayer this morning in the hotel room, I was trying to think back when I've done something like this and... I really don't remember. It may have been, I don't remember. Uh, so it's been a minute, but it gets, I love it when the Lord, you know, breathes on it because um, it's super just chill, down to earth, and not a lot of shakalaka glory, you know, but just I would love to hopefully give you guys some practicals and see where it goes and then open it up really much like family, just chatting, no dumb question. There's never one to insignificant enough, and, and maybe even Tom and Katie could help me, you know, because I definitely don't have, like, the monopoly on it all uh, by any means, but if we can help in any way, and then obviously the depth and just history on Tom and Katie's life, so rich, such wisdom. Um, again, just want to honor them as leaders in this house. Super special what you guys have before you. There's just a deep, deep well in this region, and um, the purity of the truth and the word and the spirit but the character to go with it. Look, you have some gifted folks out there, and, and that's awesome too. Um, but those kind of come around like a dime a dozen quite often, if I'm honest. Um, man, I just played a clip. It was recently to our school. We have a school of ministry. and It's this clip uh, from Michael Miller. He's the leader at Upper Room in Dallas. I didn't realize it. I just knew this clip was so powerful. If you guys ever get a chance to check it, you could go to... Um, Upper Rooms, I guess, Instagram or something. I didn't realize it, but apparently it just blew up. And I didn't even know it once I, when I played it for our, our students, but it just went viral. And it's just one clip because I remember hearing it a couple of months ago, and it's my similar heartbeat. And he's, 
I'm just in this hour, man, some of the things we were talking about, I'm just feeling such an urgency on just all in Jesus, his word, whether it's popular or not, um, just the depth of all of who he is. Cut out the fat and go deep, roots in the word, deep in character and in his likeness and, and the harder things too that are beautiful and not really hard from scriptural standards and from God's lens, but our flesh often sees them as such, meaning the narrow path. Broad path leads to destruction, but the narrow gate, you know, um, taking up your cross. The Bible says if you even want to become a disciple, meaning barely enter the threshold, let's say there's a door here, and on that door, it's the doorway to discipleship, which I think a lot of us always tend to, as if we're a believer, we think we're a disciple. Not so in, from biblical standards. The Bible, Jesus says, if you want to be a disciple, which is a learner, if you want to learn from me, to even open that door and begin to step your, get your first foot in, you must deny yourself and take up your cross. Until those two come into the recipe, you don't even open the door to discipleship, which is beginning to learn from him. Are you guys hearing that? And I love the beauty of these things in the word in a, in a deeper way. And, and not so much just cliche. I think we all know them and quote them and all this, but I mean, just really doing the thing. And, um, and it's just awesome. But um, Michael Miller, in this clip, he said, look, I don't care if you can preach the paint off the walls. I'm not impressed and I'm going to botch it. I don't know it word for word, but he's basically saying, I'm not impressed with the exterior or the veneer. Because you, you, I'm telling you, they're out there and they can get your goosebumps going. And again, I'm not trying to make us produce a critical spirit by any means. We never do that. But we just want real Jesus people. You know, I love uh, Bob Jones. He was a prophet some time ago, passed away. And uh, not the most profound from the veneer that you would think, you know. <laughs> Not the most astounding orator. You can look him up on YouTube. He just sit in a stool and be like, "Yep, yeah. he's from Arkansas. I was born again." Like his grammar was all, all over the place. But he was a friend of God. He walked with heaven, you know. And so that's just what I'm after in this hour. And uh, I pray we get on us, you know, because that, only that comes from Him. You can't like, um, you can learn so much, but at some point in time, Jesus, his manifest presence and who he is, his identity has to get on us and transform us. And um, so that'd be awesome. We'll open it up if that's cool and just see where it goes. And I'm sure they'll have a wealth of just rich wisdom and, and um, the, the anointing that they walk into to impart and just see where it goes. Probably in the context of loving Jesus. If you have any other questions, that's cool too. But um, do want to go there. Before I forget though, um, if it lands, what was your name again? What is it? Gavin? Gavin, okay. I wanted to say, man, it's interesting. Are you in the military yet or going? You're just kind of praying into it? Okay. I do want to share this. this is just, I thought it was interesting to take it for what if it lands. It may not. But definitely there's a call on your life, man. I remember I was here a year ago, remember, and you just stood out to me over by the wall that's no longer there. There was a wall there. And anyway, I just have always felt, you know, drawn to you, man. There's a call on your life. Um, I believe such a purity and truth within you. And I believe you, you have a spirit of truth. You want things that are just true, you know. And, um, but I didn't know this. I thought this was awesome because hopefully I know you would the same. But all of us just want to make sure we're following God at the end of the day, if we're honest. Because 
as I just said, if you, the, the minute you start following yourself and your desires, uh, good luck. You're kind of swimming up a creek, you know, up a current for quite some time, and we just wouldn't want that. So I thought this was interesting. Take it for what it's worth. Unless there's somebody else in the early stages of going in the, into the military in here, you could take it as well. But I, we get in the car last night um, after chatting late with Pastor Tom and Katie and, and, and his leadership, and uh, Judah's like, man, he had no idea. He, he, one of the things he saw in worship, I was like, why didn't you tell me? Uh, he saw military pants starting to walk into the military and he knew like he knew. That's, that's why he didn't share it with me, honestly. He told me, he says, it didn't make sense. He didn't understand what he was seeing. But he said he knew there was gonna be no favor in it uh, to, to keep walking into it. It's gonna be really tough and, and resistance. So just in case, to maybe extra pray about it. So I'm glad you're not there yet. Um, but if so, man, we're fully behind you because I'm just gonna be loving and encouraging. Like, you're gonna do awesome. You know, protect the country. Uh, but also it helps, sometimes the prophetic can help guide too, if, again, if it lands. But I thought that was very random. He just saw, and, uh, and then when I called you out and I said the military, he goes, ah, oh, that must have been what it, what it was. So pray about it, just, it's a good thing. It could be Lord's goodness, and if it is his will too, then awesome, man, you'll do good. So um, then, you wanna share the other one you saw this morning? You sure? You wanna come, you'll do good, dude, I'll help you. Yeah, come on. <laughs> So basically, um, it was just something I saw uh, during worship. Um, like, you know, the rental car uh, company Hertz. Um, yeah, I basically saw that, but instead of the normal spelling, it was with a U, and I knew it was for somebody that was like dealing with, you know, past Hertz and stuff. And I feel like Lord, the Lord was telling me that they're going to be set free from it. And you might explain it better, but. Can't explain better than that. That was good. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be really good. You know, the Lord loves to heal physically and emotionally. You know, I think it's, um, is, it, is it Second John? I forget, but where he says, um, I would that you all prosper in all things, like the heart of God, that you'd prosper in all things. And be in good health, physically healed and whole, even as your soul prospers, the emotional state completely free. You know, I love um, Psalm 19 says the word of God completely resets the soul. Like literally doesn't renew it, it recreates it, resets it, reset button, starts over. So just want to encourage you guys, even in diving into the word of God, you may not know it, but it literally resets your soul, heals you. Heals your body too. The word of God heals. You know, it's a supernatural living word. And, um, uh, but also I saw in worship the, the world spinning, very simple. And then when it stopped, I saw a spark plug in the, ment- the middle. And I believe it's simply some of the things we want to touch on this morning that uh, this igniting spark plugs, they, they spark something to kick it off and start it. This reigniting of first love and intimacy with Jesus is going to literally turn somebody's world around, like flip everything upside down. 
And sometimes these things seem foundational, you know, a bit basic, but listen, as soon as you start getting away from whatever you think is fundamental or basic, that's where things get off. And we just never want to come off of this. So probably just talk to you from my heart, some practicals, maybe even let you into my own secret place, which take that even lightly, you know, because I'm learning people that love the Lord, even your expression on loving him is going to look way different from mine, way different from Tom's and, and Katie's and Jared's. And, um, you know, I run with some dear friends, uh, Michael and certain guys, a bunch of us in None of us are the same in our pursuit of God, our hunger, our passions, our what, how we hear the Lord. It's all very different, but at least some of the foundational principles. So anyway, watch this. Luke 10, 38. We all know this passage. Luke 10, 38 through 42, Mary and Martha. And look, man, how many of you are busy in life? Okay, man, a lot of people just got nothing going on. That's awesome. A bunch of hands didn't go up. I wish I was you. I'm teasing, but, you know, as many of us know, um, just things can get, can get busy. And, and a good busy, look, Jesus went without food. The press of the people. And, and look, I'm all about working while the day is at hand. So I don't want you to ever mishear me in this. We're all about just laziness is not the Lord either but more about priorities. And again, I know this house hammers this better than the, the most of them, the best of them. But watch this. Uh, now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. She had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. You can hang it up right there. The highest call in life is sitting at his feet and hearing his word. I'm telling you, this is it. And, and a lot of us, um, for various different reasons, you know, just uh, we, we can't stay there. This is, what you, this is what you want to be the most healthy in your life right here, that one sentence. If this is the most healthy, everything else will fall in place. Sitting at his feet and hearing his word. Verse 40, but Martha was distracted with much serving and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. So just want to point out a couple of things and talk to you from my heart and um, but watch this, verse 41, and Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. This is a dead giveaway, again, practically. When you find yourself worried, ever, Bible says, be anxious for no thing. Well, but it's, it's really a big, no, no thing, ever. There's never a biblical Jesus reason to be anxious or worried about anything. As soon as you worry, you've stepped outside of the fullness of God and his presence. He's not there. He is not there. So you're worried and troubled about many things. If that starts happening, which we all can relate, I don't want you guys to take this the wrong way. I get it. We've been there. But it's a good gauge to realize for sure we have neglected that one thing. Because if that one thing is cared for well, sitting at his feet, hearing his word, his presence and word, daily manna, both written, now, current voice, 
when those are prevalent and abounding in our world, it's impossible to worry and be troubled about many things. You don't even notice the other things. You know, the Bible says, I think Isaiah 26, 3, he will keep him, he or she, in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon him. You guys hear that? There's a, there's a real place you can walk in called perfect peace. Perfect. Never broken. Never, you know, you see those waters that are troubled. Always still. Your life can literally always be still, but our mind must be stayed upon him. And how do you do that? You stay at his feet. You know, and again, I hope you guys hear me. Um, you know, Tom knows my heart. I'm all about the go of the gospel. You should come on some crusades with us. We don't stop. Okay, I remember I was in... Um, India on a separate trip, Pastor Moses, they run, man, the Indians, you know, the, the, not American Indians, India, you know, with the dot and the, yeah, people are running with, didn't have the dot, but you know, <laughs> it's hard. Cause when healings and miracles break out, you're like, so who got healed? Were you healed? They're like this. They're like, yeah, yeah. that's their yes. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. They don't go yes or no. They go like this and you're like, yes or no. You know, were you healed or <laughs> all kind of people doing this and you don't know what's in a, but they were on, man, at least Apostle uh, Moses did. We're running with him. They have churches all throughout villages. And look, we just, you barely have time to eat. So I'm all for that. Work while the day's at hand. Listen, the, the darkness is coming. Like I said, Jesus was running so much. His food was to do the will of God. So in balance, I'm just meaning sometimes we can get so busy and negate this one thing. You guys hear me? The priority of it in our life. And this applies across the board which is what I love, whether you fivefold ministry, stay-at-home mom, whatever it is. And so that we just begin to um, come back here, birth this if we've not been here yet, but keeping that first thing, the main thing here. Jesus, in the original Greek right here, he says, one thing she's done and one thing is needed. He says it twice, actually, in the original Greek, meaning she, she detached from all the other troubles of care and concern, the cares of this world, the worries, and attached to the one thing in him. And just want to encourage you guys in everyday life that we would allow that space to be formed. You know what I mean? And again, I know I'm preaching to the choir in this house, but for whoever it needs to land with or even just be reiterated and online, um, that we'd start to really make this the main thing in this last hour. I'm telling you, the, the people that are going to shine the brightest in this last hour are the Mary sitting at his feet. They're way more productive, way more accurate. They hear so clearly because they don't. There is no other audience. They don't even know what's going on. Martha's like making grilled cheese and just running around. She doesn't even know. She doesn't smell the grilled cheese. She's just like, Jesus, the bread of life. That's all I can smell right now. That's all I hear. That's all I know. And you come out of that place and you just produce Isaacs all the time. No Ishmaels. You don't make mistakes because your your pond's always still. You don't moved by the pressures of man and the anxieties of life and fear and all this stuff. You, you don't understand that because he who created all things is before you. You always see through his lens and do what he says. And so um, just want to encourage you guys with that, give you a few practicals like, um, you know, that are super important. One, again, I know some of this is foundational, but getting alone Getting alone, you must get alone. Jesus says, go into your closet, shut the door behind you. You know, a lot of us, if we're not careful, we ride off the corporate atmosphere and you can only go so intimate as it's one-on-one. -on -one. 
Babies aren't produced in corporate. Bride and bridegroom. And uh, so it's, it's one-on-one, go into the closet, shut the door behind you. And you see this all the time with the Lord. You see like even Jacob, Genesis 32, where it says he put his family, all of his goods, everything across the brook, crossed back over that night. And the Bible says, if you read closely, it says, and Jacob was left there alone. And then God came and wrestled with him, changed his name, flipped his destiny upside down. Sometimes that next chapter of our life of stepping into what God's calling us into is just simply starting to get along with him on a consistent basis, everyday, daily bread. And so I would encourage you guys find a place. Again, I know I'm preaching to the choir on on many of us, but some of us I've learned, we know the lingo, we know the talk, but that's a place nobody sees either. And you don't get a pat on the back and it's actually quite inconsistent. And you know how you can tell fruit John 15, super clear. The only way you can ever bear true, authentic, heavenly fruit is abiding in him. There's no other way. Tom earlier was talking about the pruning from that passage and just so powerful how God prunes us. He's the vine dresser. But this constant abiding is where fruit comes from. You can talk the game all you want, but if fruit's not there, there's no abiding happening at a real level, you know? And just want to encourage us again, uh, Jared and I were talking, you were calling them spiritual disciplines, and they're just needed again. You don't hear them. And so these are some I want to just throw out there quickly. Getting alone with God every day of your life. Um, I love Leonard Raven here. Look, I'm kind of going back to some of these old gunners. David, uh, oh, come on, y'all like them? Yes, man. I knew I was in good company. Um, uh, David Wilkerson. Oh, come on, man. We're listening to the same stuff. This is awesome. Uh, but look, Leonard Ravenhill, he says, he says, show me your prayer life. I'll show you what a man of God you are or woman of God you are. I remember one story goes, he came, these, these leaders wanted revival. They're all getting together, all these pastors wanting revival. So they call Leonard Ravenhill in. We just, I'm telling you, these, these type company, they're coming back, man. These Wilkerson's and they just, you can feel it. It's coming back with the fear of the Lord. And, uh, It's going to stir up religion, not going to be popular, but heaven's going to be chanting. Just it's popular in heaven. So the story goes, he gets there. He's supposed to preach. They're all hungry, wanting revival. And he went to the first pastor. He says, how much do you pray every day? Guy said, 15 minutes. Went to the next guy. And again, please hear me. Not to be condemning, not condoning works, none of this. But we need the Lord. For us to neglect him and sitting at his feet, you can just hang up your whole Christian walk. You have no reason for being. He's the bread of life. He's the doorway. Nobody comes to the Father but through him. Is it Hebrews 6? He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Jeremiah 29, 13. The day you seek me, he says, with all of your heart. Not 99.999% all. That's the day you'll find me. Sometimes we're just that short of encountering him and finding him because we hadn't sought him with all of our heart. Well, it's just how long until you find him? How long do I seek and ask and knock until he opens? Maybe three days straight. May have to get a hotel and fast and pray. Whatever it is. We just need this back. So again, not works, not legalism, but holy infatuation. And I pray just get on us, man. And your you know, religious friends would be like, you're kind of getting a little radical there. I'd be like, well, just see the fruit. You know, we'll see you up the road and we'll see how it works out for each of us. But Leonard Ravenhill went to the next guy, five minutes a day. How much are you in your word? Things like this, 10 minutes a day. Literally, they say he just slammed his Bible and walked off. He says, y'all don't want revival. And he left. He just wasn't having time for it. 
And this is, this is who I want to run with in this hour, man. And while yet we're busy, man, this house has so much going, should be, because they abide. So you bear much fruit. It just happens. But may we never come off of this main thing, you know? Um, I love another one. I heard Raven Hill said he, he likened the Gospels to um, Matthew, Mark, and Luke as the outer courts. Um, the Gospel of John as the inner courts. And John chapter 17 is the Holy of Holies. And sure enough, John chapter 17, 3 says, this is eternal life, meaning this is the whole reason he came, died, rose again, all of it, that they may know him. Know God the Father and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. Intimacy, knowing him intimately. So again, and I know I touched on this uh, last time I was here from the nook of knowing him, but that back to that, that main thing of knowing him. And sometimes it takes diligence and persistence. And I would just encourage you guys Again, I touched on it last night. The priority of your life is reflected in your choices. You know, when we get together corporately and we should do it more, don't ever miss anything that's happening here. But in the secret place, that diligence, persistence every day, and I say longevity too. Go for it. Look, a lot of people I've heard like, um, you know, was it Wigglesworth? I heard he'd never pray more than a half hour, but never go more than a half hour without praying, which I think is awesome. But still, there's something to be said about the abiding long-term in the presence, you know, just building. I liken it to like if you were going to fly a kite three hours a day, say Judah was going to, you want to just give him a visual, you can stand right here. I'll be higher because mine will be the better analogy. <laughs> I'm teasing. But say he was going to fly a kite, also so you just don't have to come up here, three hours a day, and I was going to fly a kite three hours a day. Same thing. Well, he though is going to fly a kite for an hour Land it again, go run some errands, get a haircut, whatever, go to the store, fly it for another hour, take a break, which again, this is good. You're already light years ahead of most of the bride, but I'm just trying to condone, man. Because I, I don't know about you guys, when I was young in this thing, I would watch men and women of God. I'm like, how did they get to where they got? And I just wanted to hear this stuff. And if it was costly, good. I just want to hear it. And I'm telling you, an hour's coming where we're going to have to roll up our sleeves and just go for this thing. Just shut off the phones, whatever it is, and just fly in his presence. And then he lands it, runs a few more errands, flies it one more hour, which Daniel prayed three times a day, do that. But then I was going to fly a kite for three hours straight and not come down and get caught up into the, the soulish to-dos of life, which again, you have to do. I'm not trying to say go be a monk. But I let my kite up one hour. First off, you can do that. Go up an hour. You can just do your hand. This was not thought through. Please forgive me. <laughs> hour, you got to come back down, get a haircut, go this way up an hour, back down. So see where he's hitting. We've got to do one more. That's three hours. Okay. Did amazing. Please get you to the kind of break dancing. But anyway, I'm, I'm going to step into prayer and fly an hour and I already hit Judah's hour, but then I go to the second hour, the third hour. You understand? And, um, you just hit deeper places. I speak from experience, um, and as many of you get it as well. And so I, I condone to longevity, pursuit. The Bible says Jesus got up in Mark one thirty five, well before the sun, way before. I believe it was in the fourth watch, even when he walked on water, probably 3 to 6 a.m. hours. Everything's still. There's no disciples asking him to do things. And uh, pulling his natural attention horizontally. It was all vertical. And so um, longevity, time, you know, just suspending into his presence, it transforms you. You hit higher heights and you just hit pockets you didn't know were there. 
And um, uh, praying in tongues is another big one. We don't hear about it, talked, talked about a whole lot, but praying in the Holy Ghost, fasting, all these fundamentals, we've got to just be lifers in this thing, you know? Um, waiting upon the Lord. And again, you start thinking of questions. We'll open up here in a second. Uh, waiting upon the Lord, Psalm 46, 10. It says, be still and know that I am God. Isaiah 40, 31. Um, Those that wait upon the Lord will mount up on wings like eagles. And so waiting and stillness, I'd say this is probably one of the hardest prayer postures just because of the busyness of life, the distractions. And I prefer this one in the early morning hours because things are still and quiet. There's not even birds chirping yet, things like this. But being still and waiting upon the Lord. You know, and you're starting to break through these areas of knowing him intimately in pursuit and prayer and watch the fruit naturally happen from abiding in the vine, you know? Of course, you have asking in prayer, which I do very little anymore, you know? The Bible says he knows your needs before you even ask them. I believe sometimes you can hit such a place of intimacy. I liken it to, you know, where you can see, he says, I no longer call you uh, servants, but friends. You guys see that scripture that... They kind of bump up in relational proximity. Well, I even feel like there's a, a bridal notch that you move even closer into. So a servant, servants are amazing. They're kingdom. They're going to go to heaven. They're awesome. But they, their life looks like do, 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 go, like, like just grinding. And, and I, I've, I run with a, a lot. I've seen streams and all this. But there's that intimate proximity. It's lacking the secrets of his heart. The commands and the go and the do is there and and they serve and they're servants and they should be. And this is a beautiful aspect of the kingdom. You can never even get to the others until you sustain this as well. We should obviously serve. But then friend, you're a little bit closer in proximity to knowing his secrets, his desires while you're still serving. They all overlap. Then the bridal paradigm, that bridal theme, if you will, tied in so intimate to him he knows your needs before you even ask. This is where you start hitting such intimate places in him. You forget to ask because you're so lost in him. And he just starts taking care of your needs, you know. It'd be like Tom and Katie, I guarantee you, if she had a deep, true need, and he just is made aware of it, he's taking care of it. He's, she doesn't have to plead and beg him. You guys know what I mean? A good husband does this. And so Jesus is similar. So just want to encourage you guys that we would... Um, in this last hour, again, with the busyness where the world's at, and things are only going to get more noisy, um, even uh, a whirlwind of deception is going to increase. The Bible says, take heed lest you be deceived in this last hour. Amen. So detached like never before from the cares of this world, I touched on it last night, and attaching to him intimately and just sustaining that every day. And that's, what I, that's part of that thing Michael Miller he says, look, I want to see somebody a decade in the prayer room whether little fruit is seen on the outside, but I know I've kept my vow to God on this thing. These type people the Lord's looking for in this hour. Or I believe we're going to be surprised when we get to heaven one day on who really loved him well, you know? And um, so just want to encourage you guys with that, just practical prayer, loving him deeply, staying at his feet in a quality way, you know, far past your devotion. You know, you can tell it just doesn't get it. And uh, stay busy for what he's telling you to do, but not that it's the priority, obviously. 